Attention, please. The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Louisville Price Stadium is second to nine. And the rave breaks down in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! You believe the Cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Davis, dude. All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. JB, JC, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. And we've got a full boat in store for you between now and then. In just a couple of minutes or less, we'll bring in our friend and yours, everybody's friend, Perry Orth, former quarterback, at South Carolina, the Gamecocks just a few days away from the 2023 spring game. So we'll get some insight on that. And and uh, just like the last time, if anybody's ever heard Perry on the air, whether it's been on my shows before here on this one, 107.5 the game, wherever it is, I think you probably figure out pretty quickly. Um, he knows what he's talking about, and he's pretty good at talking about it. So uh, we'll, we'll get into a bunch of Carolina football stuff with Perry. Uh, coming up at the top of the 12 o'clock hour, we will be joined by Michael Haney, former sports radio host on 107.5 The Game in Columbia. Many of you, like me, listen to him daily with guys like Mike Morgan and Deuce Staley. That show was just probably the best ever. Um, but he has, as we all know, taken another step in his career, and he's in Nashville, or Nash Vegas, if you will. And uh, he's got a new hit song out that is making its way through Gamecock country. You've heard it on our program every day. It's called Born to Crow. He'll be playing with Patrick Davis and those guys before the spring game gets going on uh, Saturday afternoon just outside of williams Bryce Stadium in Gamecock Park. So not just music and songwriting with Haney. He is very well versed in the sports world, and we'll, we'll just have a bunch of fun with him. You will love, love, love that conversation. Carolina wins again last night. They're a Win shy of 30 on the season after taking down USC Upstate. We'll get there. The softball team blows a late lead to Clemson. We'll get into some of that. An incredible college baseball record was set yesterday, and I do mean incredible if you haven't heard about it. Uh, we'll get to that. And the ladies, bonjour, if that means anything to anybody. Uh, so we will get to that as well. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, JC, I got my Big Spur hat on again today. I'm working on the brim. It's getting there. Uh, it's getting there, but I do love it, and I wear it often. Phil, the bald head just looks good, my man. What's up, guys? Not much. Uh, 
looking good today. Uh, glad to talk to some football. I, I realized yesterday it was probably the most football we've talked about uh, in a while here on the show, and um, that's kind of my wheelhouse, so I'm ready to roll. I got fired up about it, uh, thinking back of all the topics that we kind of went through, so I'm looking forward to talking about that today. Well, we can start now because Perry Orth is waiting in the wings to jump in and join us, the former quarterback at Carolina turned elite high school football coach, married Ooh. man. You're not a dad yet, so you haven't taken that step, but you got nope. all the other steps covered. What's up, dude? Another day, brother. Another day. Just trying to make it happen, trying to live up to this elite high school football coach title that I apparently have now. <laughs> my, my man Perry Orth is a Miller Lite guy, for those wondering. Yeah, I uh, I appreciated your text the other night when you uh, you caught my uh, you caught my hint trying to be politically correct while also letting letting everyone know what the deal is. Oh, I was laughing. Like, I'm, I'm a Miller Lite person myself. No doubt, <laughs> I'm a Miller Lite person. I have been since when GA Mangus actually got me because he would drink Miller Lite, and a couple times I'd go have beers with him. I was like, well, just give me a Miller Lite, too. And I was like, this tastes better than Bud Light. Yes, sir. Yeah. It, it, it tastes even better than Bud Light now. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good well, with that. Yeah. But, uh, Spur- yeah. Spurrier's a Coors guy, right? Yeah, so we're good. He's good there, too. He's in the clear. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it is, but, man, it's, I, I've never – you would think Coors Light with all their it's the taste of the Rockies and it's all this beautiful water from the mountains and you, you think that he tastes like battery acid. I'm like, oh jeez, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a Miller Light guy. He's an original, right? It, doesn't Coach Spurrier drink original oh, yeah. Coors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Shoot. All right. Give me a Coors. Shoot. Fill that fill that Sprite can after a long long football game. <laughs> <laughs> man dude you know i miss that guy i won't go down you know i won't go too deep at all because uh you know some stories just aren't for the public but robbie lyles has told me a ton of great beer stories with steve up in his office uh oh, yeah after games after practice robbie come on up here son bring you a 12 pack while you're at it <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> all right um so uh it's it's spring game week, you know, Perry. I, it's uh, it's amazing, really, that the spring has flown by like it has. Spring practice has, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know what's what's this? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this team. I'm not sure how much you've learned of, about any of the new guys or, or any new information that's come out or anything like that. But just from your experience being a college quarterback and a college football player. Leading into this game, you haven't played an actual game in four months, basically, and then you get to kind of run out there and do it. Um, what's this week like from a from a hype standpoint? But then also, you know, trying to kind of bring everything into this game that you've been working on for the last three or four weeks. Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's not necessarily – well, let me take that back. You definitely get excited. You do get excited to perform in front of a crowd. That's always a big thing with it being at night and under the lights. That's obviously going to be cool. Um, I hope there really should be a good, uh, a good, good attendance this weekend uh, with baseball being on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not, we're not necessarily competing with any other large event that I know of. Um, but it should be a great event. Um, I think with it being at night, it will allow more people to get out there than during the day. It will be cooler than, 
I mean, I played in some spring games where it was 85 degrees and it was just blistering. I'd, I'd meet my parents after the game and they were just bright red from getting beat to hell by the sun. And, um, so it should be a good event, but the, uh, the players, they get amped up really where the, the younger guys get amped up. Those are the guys that are kind of my first opportunity, my, you know, real opportunity to perform in front of the, the Gamecock, you know, fans, people like Lenora Sellers, right? He's, won a state title three, four months ago, and now he's uh, performing, you know, in front of a, a, in front of what will be the largest crowd he's ever played football in front of. And so he'll have the, uh, the opportunity to put on a, put on a nice show for everybody. And, you know, a spring game, it's fun. They do the 2001, they run out, they'll probably play sandstorm and it's cool to kind of get back in it. But I mean, we all know it's nothing like a real game, um, but it is neat to see, um, some of the young guys play well. I mean, every spring game, there's always somebody that stands out. Like, for instance, um, a couple of years ago uh, on uh, Coach Beamer's first spring game, um, uh, how do you say it? the running back, the kid that came from Florida State? Zaquandre. Zaquandre, thank you. Yeah. yeah. He he ran all over the place. I had no idea who this kid was. And um Different, different people like that that come out of nowhere and show that they're capable of, of making plays. And then fast forward four more months, and then you saw him making plays on, on Saturday nights in the fall for Carolina, which is, you know, really what you want to see. And then, you know, we'd li- I'd like to see good, clean football. You know, you don't want quarterbacks out there throwing, throwing interceptions. You want to see high efficiency on offense and, and, and just good, clean football because when you start slopping around um, – that's when it gives people, you know, heartache. But I, I don't expect that. The guys are now in year three of the program. They know what to expect. They know Coach Beamer, um, you know, has got things rolling and he's got a good grip on what's going on now. And um, had the opportunity to go out to a practice during the coaches' clinic and just love watching the guys compete. You know, that was the one message Coach Beamer gave to all of us high school coaches was they compete from start to finish and the way that they fluctuate practice from high intensity from the start and then they tamper down towards the middle and then a high intensity period in the middle. Then they kind of tamper down a little bit. And at the very end, it's another high intensity to kind of simulate um, the ebbs and flows of a game. So pretty neat how they do things and it, it, just cool seeing the guys compete. I didn't know that's how they did it. That's actually, I've never thought about that. Probably why no one's ever asked me to coach football. Um, <laughs> you know, a guy that I think is going to be, uh, really a focus this week for I'm sure certainly for the coaching staff I'm not sure how much he'll really play Perry as the game goes along but definitely for the fans is a kid that you know very 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 well to carry on Joiner um, and I know you worked yeah. with him as a quarterback you you know this kid he's a father now we quick plug for uh, Carolina Rise he's going to be at both events April 27th and April 29th 27th in Columbia 29th here in Charleston so get those tickets um, I don't, I don't know that any of us, I don't know, actually, I don't know anybody that could really speak on what he has endured as a college football player, Perry. He, he was a high school quarterback. He was an elite high school quarterback. He came in, um, he's been, he's played wide receiver. Now he's a running back. I'm not sure if you've heard anything as to how he's doing. I, I talked to a source this morning who said he's looked really good. And this isn't mm. – I'm not talking about Coach Beamer, what he's saying publicly. I'm talking about somebody behind the scenes who said he's looked really good. Um, 
can you can you tell us about the carry on? I know you know him personally. Yeah. Can you tell us about him and and why you think this might work out for him? Yeah, I mean, if you had if we had 110 to carry on joiners on our team, we we would be in a really really good position. Um, he's a guy that just he's bought into being a gamecock. Every time he plays, he's always full speed. No, regardless of the production. Every time, whether he's been at a Wildcat QB, slot receiver, special teams, he's always going all out. And he loves his teammates. He's an amazing leader and locker room guy. I mean, you just cannot make enough people like him. And now, um, because of our lack of depth at that position, we all know he's fantastic with the ball in his hand. Um, and he's a big guy. I mean, I don't know the last time you guys have seen him in person, but he is huge. I mean, he's got to be at least 215 pounds. So he's a guy that if he's okay with the physicality, he's going to be able to get north and south between the tackle box and and make plays. And like like I said, he's electric with the ball in his hand. And um, he'll be uh, he'll be somebody and, and another weapon that we can use to just make plays. And if, uh, you know, if they use him right, like I expect them to, and we'll see Saturday night, um, he's going to have a good special year. And if, you know, he has a great year, then he can progress and be a special teams guy and play at the next level. And you just really never know from there. So um, I'm excited to see his production. But like I said, man, I mean, you, we, if we had 110 to carry on joiners, I, I would tell you right now, we would have a shot to play for the SEC title. And I'm not saying that we don't, but I'm saying I could, I could tell you pretty, pretty verbatim that, that he's uh He's just a guy that, you know, you want to replicate him out, uh, throughout your program. Perry, you know, every time I've seen on play, and it's kind of broken him down, I know the special teams he's really good at. Uh, but compared to receiver versus quarterback, it seemed to me he's got a very natural ability with the ball in his hands at quarterback. Yeah. I've always thought that was his best position, to be honest. I mean, people try to move yeah. him all the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of a knack for doing it. It's not always pretty, but he knows what to do with the ball in his hands. He's extremely elusive. Uh, so so that's vision. Well, that's a certain type of vision, as you know, as a Correct. quarterback. How would that translate to running back vision, which I would think would be a little bit different, you know, but what, 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 which also is a very important part of a running back. You know, Marcus Lattimore yeah. and Demetrius Summers didn't run four eight four seven, but those guys both had tremendous vision at that position. I could follow the, the open space blocks, whatever you want to say. So, so to kind of break that vision part of yeah, no, the difference. I think, I think you're exactly right. I think that, I would agree that his best position so far that we've seen him is at quarterback. He's not a receiver. Receiver, there's a bit of an art. There's like a, there's some fluid fluidity, if that's even a word, of being able to move, you know, vertically side to side, get in and out of breaks quickly, and then sprint immediately out out of them. And catching the ball naturally can, you know, is a little bit of a different thing. And then catching and getting hit, like if you're not used to it, it it's not exactly as easy of a transition as you might think just because you've we've seen it on Sundays. But when it comes to ball in the hand and avoiding people tackling him, that's where he's the most gifted at, um, you know, as a football player. You know, whether it's in the shotgun and running the power read from the, the wildcat or running zone read or running quarterback counters, um, I mean, you're starting to see it now in college football. I know Kansas did a little bit of it last year, but – virtually with Spencer and to carry on in the backfield, you you can play a two quarterback system 
where I've seen Kansas do it, where they give give it to the running back on an outside zone, it turns into a rollout, and he's throwing a smash concept and hitting a corner in the cover two gap between the corner and the safety. I mean, uh, the things that you can do and get creative with two guys like that is pretty awesome. But you're right. I mean, when you're running the ball out of the backfield, he understands the dynamics of when that tackle or or guard or whoever kicks out, I know to get north. If I know that guy's going to wrap, he knows to bounce. He's been doing it since he was nine years old, right? So um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see how he um, handles the physicality of the position, how many carries they expect to give him, um, and then how his body handles it. But like I said, he's a big kid, and if he can handle it physically, I think he could have a pretty good year. Now, the high school coach had played, faced off with him. I won't mention his name, but he used to coach at Dorman, so you guys could figure it out. I told a buddy of mine that the kid, after they played Fort Dorchester Chester twice, is he's the best running back in the state at the time. Uh, I guess that was what twenty eighteen or so. I, you know, and I, I, like I said, I've always, I, I never thought, I thought maybe corner because uh, of his footwork. You know, when I when I yeah. evaluated him out of high school, but you know, I, I thought, you know, quite frankly, he's got some special special things. Uh, that he does yeah. with the ball in his hand in the backfield. And it's very natural and comfortable. And and, mm-hmm. and like you mentioned, making people miss and all that, being elusive. So so that's good to know. It's good to know. Yeah, he's, he's very good. shifty too. He's 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 a big dude. I, like I, I can't say that enough. So when you make quick cuts like that at that size, it's going to be hard to bring you to the ground. So those arm tackles kind of slip off of you. Um, and then the other thing, like you said, it just looks natural. It comes naturally to him. Uh, when he runs the football, he's running. I mean, he runs hard. He runs like a mad person. I mean, he uh, he does well. I hope he can do the same. And I'd really, like I said, I'd love to see him in in this offense get creative with him and Spencer in the backfield of, you know, doing you know toss plays out of the pistol or even out of the gun where he catches it, takes a few steps and throws it. So there's a lot that you can do when you have somebody who's used to being back there in the shotgun who can and has the ability to throw whether it be ch- trick plays or have that as part of your offense. I mean, there's a lot that you can, a lot you can do with a, a talent like that. Doesn't it seem like that's part of the clean slate that coach Loggins has had to work with? I mean, we, we've heard him say often this spring that this is uh, an evaluation period and that they're kind of trying to figure out what everybody can and can't do. I, I don't think based on what I carry uh, Perry, you might know something totally different, but, based on the any information that I have, it doesn't sound like this is going to be anything near what we've just gone through the last couple of years from a from the you know, basically understanding the offense, you know, trying yeah. to get your guys to, to get it. But at the same time, like it's not going to be vanilla. I mean, I, I don't know how much time you spend around Coach Loggins, but he does have a lot of different roads to travel down in order to kind of bring this playbook together and it just seems like maybe this is now kind of a what when he thought when they thought about moving to carry on joiner back there i guess what i'm saying is like oh what, actually not only could he be a running back but actually this might allow us to do a couple of other things we couldn't do before yeah i think that you're right in spring is an, an evaluation period especially for a new coach you know you you're gonna put the kids through individual drills right you you see them move in workouts and you have an idea of where you want to put them, but until you put pads on, put the ball in their hand, let them run around um, and get a feel for how they move and react and, and just simply play, then just where people need to be, which is how to carry on has ended up at, at running back. You look at him and 
you know, like JC said, and, and, and when you watch him, you can tell, like, the guy's good with the ball in his hands. So he's not going to play quarterback. Well, then what other position on offense do you play to get the ball in your hand? You play running back, right? <laughs> so um, process of elimination there. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing good. And then, you know, what I've heard about Dowell is two things that I've heard just repeatedly um, amongst people that are coaching, uh, players that I've run into just in town, um, guys that know him, simplistic from a um, technical standpoint, easy to understand, and the verbiage is not lengthy. It's, you know, formation, motion, protection, pass play, go play football just like every other offense, you'll have your formation. And then, you know, if you have to tag certain things, you'll tag it, but it'll be a trips, right. The name of the pass protection and then the pass play or trips, right. With a motion, pass protection, pass play. It's easy to understand. And then the other thing is that everybody seems to really enjoy him being a part of the program. Um, I know the quarterbacks yeah. have really, really liked him being there. He's yeah. he's obviously he's coached the position for a long time. He takes the NFL approach. He takes the the Bill Walsh approach. I'm I'm listening to his book right now. The score takes care of itself. Oh. And Bill Walsh was kind of the first coach to come about. Like maybe I don't scream and curse at everybody. Maybe instead of doing that, I actually teach them what to do. And I think he has taken the role of a teacher over then a football coach. Um, and so I think the kids have really appreciated that. And um, I'm hopeful that that will translate into big production. Now we, again, we won't know that until we play in September, but um, a lot of times that stuff translates and uh, I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to see that when it does, but yeah, nothing but good things from, uh, from coach Dowell and, uh, and about him. I, I don't, I don't want to put you in a weird spot because I we're not in the business of throwing people under the bus around here. That that's not what this is about. You got a good name with Carolina, but is there a difference in being a quote NFL guy and a guy who's coached in the NFL? Because I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I mean, been yeah. In the NFL. Like, there's guys who've coached in the NFL, and then there's NFL yeah. guys. NFL guys, yeah. I mean that that just comes with time and experience and people that you've um, you know, you've learned from, right? Like the same thing I use with my quarterback training stuff. It's like, I'm not a good coach. I've just been tutored by some really good quarterback guys. Yeah. And that has enabled me to echo the message that they've, they taught me. And I'm just relaying that to you. Now the attention to detail and how you go about carrying yourself every day on and off the field and all of that good stuff translates into you becoming a good coach. But when you talk about being an NFL guy versus having a brief stint in the NFL, right? Like, I mean, it, it, there's a there's an enormous difference there, and um, you know, just like there's an, an enormous difference between knowing offense and being a brilliant football mind and calling plays. Those are two dramatically different things, right? You might be able to dominate anybody in a whiteboard meeting and a whiteboard contest with the last guy with the pen wins, but if it's third and seven and you're playing Clemson and there's 85,000 people in the stands and you know the one play that you had uh, that you wanted to run during that situation hadn't worked all day and you got to come up with something different and they've been giving you different looks like how are you going to ebb and flow and adjust what you are calling and how you want your offense to look throughout the course of that game and that play and that drive um, it's not a 
calculated formula. It's more of an art, right? Whereas offense, you can like, this is where you line up. This is how you do things. This is how you, you know, this is the depth you run your route. But when it comes to calling plays, it's a little bit different. So it's, you know, it's like in recruiting and, and JC knows this is as well as anybody, you might be able to evaluate 50 high school quarterbacks and you might say, well, Hey, this kid, he can throw it. He can run. He can do it all. But when he goes to college, like JC doesn't know how much this kid's going to like alcohol, drugs, and girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's between – part of what evaluating is – it's football so much about what's between the ears and what's in the chest. And that – even the NFL yeah. guys don't get it right because you just – you have guys that like the college lifestyle, like you said, Perry, that go, you never would know. You can't determine that. And then you have guys that just straight up, they get up to this level. They just don't want any. They're just like, I'm done playing. These guys are too fast and tough and, and whatever. And that mm-hmm. happens too. But yeah, quarterbacks, I was never, I got Cam Newton right. And that was about it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I crazy. Like, and so it's not you bad. You, when you, when you talk about, yeah, the, the, and, and and sometimes it, it might sometimes it might be the the NFL guys are just so stuck in their ways because they're an NFL guy and the guys that had a brief stint there. So it, it really it's uh it's quite the um it's quite the puzzle trying to piece together not only somebody who's knowledgeable about football, but who can put and piece games together. And I mean that's why those guys make a million plus a year, because it, it's it's a challenge. So we we know about Spencer um, we know about Luke. Luke's having a really good spring for, for those wondering. He, he, he's been good. Uh, the rest of these guys are, are young, haven't played, you know, Braden Davis, uh, obviously Lenore Sellers, uh, hadn't heard much about guys like Colton Gothier, uh, Tanner Bailey. What, what can they achieve this weekend? They're all going to get their chance to play. What, what can they achieve in this game? You know, when I was at practice, I, um, it reminded me a lot of when I first got to South Carolina, which was in January of 2013. You had Connor Shaw and Dylan Thompson. Everybody knew those guys. And then you had a every other quarterback nobody really knew. I mean, you knew him as like a recruit, but not like you didn't know their capabilities of a, of a player on the field uh, or anything like that. And you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching and, and changing of depth chart. I do believe that, um, in time, just based off of the eye test and what I have seen, whether it be from high school and or um, just watching the kids throw, I mean, Lenore Seller seems to be the next guy up. You know, I don't, you know, whether he is capable of beating Luke out next year or not, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll have it mentally um, or really emotionally at that point. You never know. I mean, but he is a gifted, gifted dude. But Listen, Tanner Bailey throws the heck out of the ball. He's he's another undersized guy like myself. Um, he can spin it though, man. I mean, yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see these kids lead an offense for consecutive drives, right? Um, you know, then then after after Lenoris and Tanner, you've got Colton and um, the kid from Maryland. I'm drawing a blank on his Braden name. Davis. Braden Davis. Braden Davis. Braden Davis. Yep. So you've got those guys down there at the bottom that um, provide provide the room some depth but you know when the lights come on you know I'd imagine that Spencer will get a couple of drives and then they'll really turn it over to the young guys and let them compete on a big stage and uh, really at the quarterback position in a spring game you want to see efficiency you want to see the chains being moved and being in the ball being taken care of those as somebody that would evaluate a spring game or somebody that now evaluates spring practice 
for, for my high school kids, I want to see clean football. I want to see the chains being moved and I want to see, I don't want to see interceptions and however we got to do that, we got to do that. Um, so that would be my message to those guys for Saturday is, you know, take care of the football, um, obviously have fun, but, but, uh, the, the, the big importance there, especially since they're not going to get hit that I know of, I don't think the kid, the quarterbacks will be live, you know, don't take, take the sack over just kind of getting locked up and then throwing it into, yeah. into coverage. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's not do that. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler's back for a year too. And I don't think, I think if somebody crosses the line of scrimmage, they might blow it dead if he's in the game. Uh, on Saturday night because you, you just you can't have it, Perry. I know we got to let you go here uh, in in just a couple of minutes. Um, final couple of quick questions here. Yeah. Overall, f- from the quarterback standpoint, just that room in general. Um, we we know all, there's a ton of talent in there. We also know that more than likely there's going to be a deflection or two. There has to be. You know, everybody can't play. But as yeah. it stands today, going into the spring game, um, you've been around now th- this program for, uh, gosh, Terry, 12 years or something like that, yeah. 13 years. Um, Old, though. Give, give, give me just an overall evaluation, top to bottom, you know, from the talent that's in there. And then on the defensive side of the football, I mean, we talk a lot of offense, but, um, but you know, defensively, I know they've got, they've got some concerns, but – at the same time, you know, we, we continue to kind of hear they feel pretty good about that side of the ball, too. Yeah, I mean, from the quarterback room, um, as talented of a room as we've had since I've been following the program. I mean, of just pure natural throwers of the football, just by watching them at the practice that I was able to go to. Um, they all throw tight spirals. Ball comes out hot. They all seem to have great mechanics and good footwork. Um you know, from, from then on, it's about who takes care of the football. And, you know, we all know that Rattler's going to lead the charge and Luke needs to push him every single day and get himself ready to play. And then the other guys, they need to, to, to prep mentally because they are young that if, you know, a couple sprained ankles and then they're next up. So they, um, you know, Tanner and Lenoris will, will duke it out for the third spot. Um, you know, not sure what, what will happen with the other kids, but, um, I know that those four right now are, are leading the pack. And then when it comes to, to, to defense, um, you know, I, I don't expect to see a big, a big drop off. You know, you, you return Eamon Worry, you return, uh, the kid from Spring Valley, a couple, couple good corners. Um, yeah. we, we've, uh, we've got a good back end. Um, you know, Coach White does an amazing job with the defense. We just got to find a way to anchor down on some of those, the, the run game a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, the Muschamp said it best. Now, whether we did it all that well is a different story. But, you know, if you can run the ball when teams know that you're going to run and you can stop the run when you know the other team's going to run, you're going to have a chance to win every game you play. And uh, on defense, it really comes down to, you know, who are we going to find on the front that can anchor down and, and slow up some of that run game. And if we do that, I mean, we're always going to be good in the secondary because of the coaches that we have. Um, and, and to be honest, and the players that we have and the kids that we're bringing in. So um, that are yet to be determined. But, uh, again, for Saturday night, love to see good, clean football. And anytime you can watch football in Williams-Brice, it's a good day. Oh, you got that. You got that right. Anybody that um, wants to or knows somebody that needs to be trained as a quarterback, make sure you get in touch with Perry. And then you want to promote your day job or – you want me do you want to you want to do that or do you want me to do that for you 
Is he frozen? No. Oh, I'm there back you. now. Oh, oh there he froze up there for a go. second. Yeah, sorry. Do you want to promote your day job before we let you run as well? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we started a company offering self-defense insurance for individuals, whether you carry a firearm or not. Um, you know, you, you're definitely going to need it um, in the yeah. event something happens. The, the cost of legal fees now are just astronomical. And starting a business, you, you find out how expensive legal fees are. And I, I can assure you, if you, you own a weapon or you carry a weapon, whether it be on you or in a car, check us out. We call it Right to Bear. Um and a uh, little play on words there. And so would love for you guys to check us out. Started a year and a half ago, and we're really rocking and rolling, man. It's been a blessing. So it's allowed me to uh, to stay in the community and still coach and train and do all the cool things that I love to do, which has been fun. But, yeah, it's a, it's a really neat little business model. And go ahead and check us out on the web, man. We'd appreciate it. Well, Carolina fans are lucky to have you around, and, and I'm very lucky to call you a friend, man. We always appreciate your time. Well, I'll be up this weekend, so I'll, I'll hit you up when I get there. Bringing the kids, hit me up. I'll be I'll be babysitting Garcia, so he uh, gets into oh, town today at two thirty. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, two, I'll, hey, I'll, if you guys aren't doing anything that's tonight, a better and job than any of them. That's a better job. Yeah, yeah. if you guys aren't doing anything tonight, we um, we've uh, Garcia's got his um, his buddy or no, his brother's roommate in college started a seltzer company called Day Chaser. Yeah. And uh, he's been up promoting it. So he's promoting it tonight at Cantina 76 on Divine. So we'll be up there from from about 5 o'clock to 7. He'll be there from from 4 to 7, just kind of promoting that new brand. So my sister is the uh, assistant manager of that location. So she's uh, she set that up, and we'll be up there and uh, just having a good time. Well – we, I, I know that you at some point in time will have to probably babysit him, but let's all make sure we say this too. Steven is a really good guy and he is yeah. a great, great, great father and he's a great dad, uh, friend and all that type of stuff. He just has a good time. A great, <laughs> great, right. a great quarterbacks coach too. I've watched him coach quarterbacks. Yes, he uh, yeah, he's really good, really talented at what he does. So. He is. Yeah. He, well, he's, he's good. Great, great coach. Um, great friend. Got a new baby girl, so uh, I think his uh, I think his party days are slowly, slowly lessening. <laughs> Yo, hey, but real quick before before I let you run, dude, I had no idea that Bailey Hart is like working with Russell Wilson now. He's like his he's Russell Russell Wilson's executive personal something personal coach, basically. Yeah, I well actually so I saw a picture of it the other day. <laughs> was it was it did you tell me that at the bowl game? I may you have you might have told think, me that at the you, bowl game. Yeah. Okay. Now this is all connected, reconnected. As I saw that picture, I was like, wait, what? And then Yeah. Oh yeah, he's it, he's yeah. he's taking private jets with Sierra and Russell Wilson going to the the SBs <laughs> and their private house in Cabo and I mean it it's it's big time. I'm sure Big Daddy Bill's loving that, isn't he? He's loving that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That is, man, that's awesome. Well, if, when you talk to him, tell him we said hello. But um, I'll do we'll it. See, Appreciate I'll it, guys. Saturday. I'll hit you up on Saturday. We'll see you Saturday, okay? Take care. There you go. Perry Orth, former quarterback at Carolina. And, uh, of course, now he's training QBs as well. And as you just heard him say, uh, right to bear, uh, if you need to carry insurance, which you probably should, if you carry a firearm, that would probably be a smart thing in the world we live in today. There you are doing pretty well with that so all right uh 
Yeah. So Phil, we got to go to break, huh? We uh, we just we just carry this thing right on to forever. So we'll hit that timeout and <laughs> be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call at 803-446-4662 to get in touch with them and see how they could potentially turn your backyard into an outdoor retreat. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and Colwell Banker Kane Realty here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271. For all your upstate residential real estate needs. Maybe I should cut my mic on. That'd be helpful, huh? Uh, talking through a muted mic earlier with Perry. <laughs> uh, is, is that why you were quiet? You, you muted yourself. Uh, <laughs> like guy, a damn this guy threw it his own kid in a father-son game. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, certainly appreciate uh, appreciate Perry and, and look forward to seeing him this weekend. If you... Uh, if anybody ever sees Perry, he's one of the nicest people out there. So walk up and introduce yourself. He will. He is one of the ones who will definitely talk to you. I, I can assure you that. I saw something in the Nanosports chat box, and I want to go back and find it. Um, and this was a little while ago. Um, this is killer right here. It is from Linda Dickerson. 
Uh, she said, hi, guys, 1973 alumni Gamecock here who had a young man named Ronnie Bass who sat behind her in a math class many moons ago. I have awesome memories going to basketball and football games, especially the awesome Chinese year of the Gamecock. Carolina was awesome in basketball, and we won the ACC with Sunshine as quarterback. I'm looking forward to a great coming season. Well, first of all, thank you very much for saying hello to us. We hope you are absolutely fantastic in your family. I happen to know Ronnie Bass fairly well. I had good friends with his daughter. Uh, she married a friend of mine who I grew up with, and um, and he is just a super, super guy, and they're super Gamecocks as well. And um, believe it or not, his son is also a quarterback. Uh, which is pretty neat. So um, that's pretty cool. So next time I, I see Mr. Ronnie, we will – Linda Dickerson. I wrote that name down uh, during the break, and I will I will pass that along to him for you, if that means anything to you. I don't know. It might not. But uh, but we certainly appreciate you being in with us today. And there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of crazy birds in this chat box, Linda, so get used to it. Uh, but they will welcome you with open arms. There's no doubt about that. Also, I want to give a shout-out to James Ryan, uh, who's a frequent listener of our show. I think Ryan is how you pronounce it. Uh, also a member of Carolina Rise uh, and liked the Heritage Digital Taken commercial and actually uh, <laughs> called up our Heritage Digital rep today uh, to inquire about some business. Uh, I want to just say thanks for listening, first and foremost, every day, and also thanks for patronizing uh, our sponsors. That, that makes me feel – as good as anything is when, you know, these guys buy advertising and they go, Hey, you know, like, like Meredith's gotten many clients. Uh, we mentioned Cindy Searfoss sold houses, uh, heritage digitals made stuff off of electric bikes. Obviously a uh, few, many of you have gone in. Um, that is a very key to our show continuing to evolve and to be, you know, the best, uh, the best game show out there on a daily basis. And I know all of you in the chat box feel that way, but, uh, you know, you can always grow more and more and more. And uh, we certainly uh, appreciate people like James who listen every single day and uh, and patronize our businesses that are affiliated with us. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, we aren't we aren't going anywhere. We're only getting bigger and better. You'll you'll hear more soon, but um, that certainly uh, is a big part of it. So yes, uh, these people are good people. They get good businesses, and uh, hopefully, they have products and services that all of you need. Um, and, uh, we, I, I piggyback your comments, JC, uh, what are they, what are yeah. they, did you ever see the picture of the guy, the family with the crazy Christmas lights in front of their house and the guy next door just put a sign in his yard that said ditto pointing to theirs. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Ditto. Ditto. Uh, yeah. I also want to pass all condolences to, uh, one of the better posters, uh, in the South Carolina internet, uh, posters, members, whatever, uh, in the South Carolina internet ecosystem for the past 20 years since I've been doing it. Back in the Rivals days, Chief Drink Beer was his handle. I believe Chief had some connections to Burns and Spartanburg. Um, I'd have to look that up. I knew who he definitely was for a while, but uh, sort of lost track with him. Unfortunately, he passed away um, this past week from cancer. And so just uh you guys that pray and have good thoughts in your head or whatever you do, if you're in touch with your spirituality or even if you're not, you just want to send out some good thoughts of the universe, please, uh, you know, chief drink beer and his family. I know that sounds weird to say, but I, and I wish I could look up his, his real name, but it's not in the system. So uh, RIP chief drink beer, uh, one of the best posters ever. And boy, he didn't like Tennessee at all. He, he said, I'll call, always call them UT junior. 
So, yeah, a, a guy's in, in there. So well, that's good a great poster on Big Spur. That's a good cheap drink beer. Is I like that. Uh, well, well, well done, and certainly uh, condolences Condolence. to his family. It's uh, yeah, it's always tough, tough to see. Craig asked a question earlier about this hat. JC, tell him where you can get it. The one that I'm wearing. Uh, you can order it. Um, I think I have Big Spur hats on InsideTheGamecocks.com. You can also order Dowell Loggins shirts. Uh, I'm going to put the average Jambalaya shirt up there just in case anybody wants one. Find a damn way to show shirts, Big Spur, Carolina Rise. Uh, a portion of those sales do go to Carolina Rise. Not all of them. Uh, it's not like buying off the Carolina Rise store, but we only have Carolina Rise stuff on the Carolina Rise store. But I just, just want to let people know if you buy from there, you help the show. You have Carolina Rise, you help whatever. But, yeah, I'll definitely – be willing to get you one and I'll check on that during our break to see if I do have a big spur hat up there. I'm pretty sure I do. Um, if not, I'll get it up this afternoon, Craig. We'll pass that link along to you. Um, you know, this That's afternoon, but yeah, black trucker hat available from what I can see. It says big, yeah, spur. which one that is. Yeah. Is that the one? It's this no. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I, and, and those are not, I'll have to order those. Uh, and so I, whatever, Whatever the one Jamie has, I, I know because Jamie's got the one that uh, Whittle has and Hale has and Alec, all my staff. Uh, so I will just if you order it, Craiger, I'll send uh, I'll send you one. I'll there you go, and oh, and order the Carolina Rise hats too because those are pretty cool. JC said I had this box show up last week, and I forgot you had texted me and said. You know what size shirt do you wear and all that type of stuff. I I didn't remember it. And I had this box show up, and I thought, well, what is this? And I and what's I in the it box? And, yeah, what's in the box? box? Of course, my what's kids see a box? box, and they're they're like, hey, Dad, open a box. box. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, everybody, get in here, Dad, open a box. And I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so the kids were wearing that, you know. Anyways, so uh, certainly appreciate it, JC, and um, and uh, yes. Uh, Y'all, y'all get y'all order order as much as you can, and make sure that you wear it to the Carolina Rise events that are coming up April twenty seventh and April the 29th. Uh, the twenty seventh in Columbia at home team. The 29th. That's a Saturday at home team in Mount Pleasant. That'd be a great day for if you're in the Low Country uh, because Carolina baseball is on at four. Um, so you know you'll be able to kind of hang around and watch that or, or go do whatever you want to do. But um, twelve players in total are coming. It's on. Bigspur.com. There's going to be prizes, and you get to take pictures with all these guys. You want to see? A, we just we just spent 30 minutes on the carry on join. Everybody talks about how big he is. You want to see for yourself? Shake his hand. Uh, yeah. Make sure you get a ticket. And and my kind of daily reminder, JC, for 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 Carolina Rise here. You know, the the money goes to the players. Like this isn't something that. You know, all of a sudden we're going to have like new microphones. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh, they got that." <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, it's we, uh, <laughs> we have, and you know, the show, the show kind of the, the one thing with Carolina Rise. I wanted to keep it separate from Big Spur because I didn't want people to think, "Ah, the dude's just using nil money to get a pub plug for his website or whatever." I, I think our content on the website stands on its own, and it's just fine. Um, I we do. You know, just because we have so many players and we don't have but a handful of businesses <laughs> that are they're involved with Carolina Rise, we have to find something for them to do. So we do have them do things like rejoins and stuff like that. And we had Roman Kimball on, but uh, he does a lot more stuff uh, for the collective and all that. So uh, we just try to keep it separate. But the show does have some synergies. Uh, but no, I'm not. 
this is, you know, everything I do with Carolyn Rise of Money gets put back in uh, because, you know, it's for the University of South Carolina. And the University of South Carolina can't afford it, you know. So uh, that's the deal there. Uh, in case you guys are kind of wondering how all this works, you know, uh, so it, it's kind of big spurs on one end, Carolina Rise is way on the other. And then the show does have some synergies between the two, but they're all three owned by separate separate companies. They're three different LLCs. So yeah. uh, in case you guys were wondering, uh, Craig, or just order the black one and I'll get you a white one made. If you, if you do that, it's not a big deal. I'll get it made. Um, there you go. So anyway, look at that. So, yeah, just, I mean, just do that. that is, what, and, what, um, what customer service are you going to go anywhere in the world that says, I will custom make it for you, Craig. Just order the damn thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is I get just... a little discount from my, either my lady up the road in Lamont, Lena yeah. from Lithuania that does all my local stuff. And then I've, I've got some, some deals with some, you know, national people that do it. Yeah. Except for lids on demand, which I'm yeah. probably never using them again because they were really slow. I know we got to get to a break. Just want to yeah. tell you uh, one thing, Terry Burns guy in the chat box. Uh, Tony McAbee and Keith Alsep do sound a lot alike. <laughs> and I haven't talked to Tony, obviously, as much as Keith, but uh, I do know uh, I do know Tony. Uh, talked to him a lot in 2016 when I was doing sideline reporting for Burns. And uh, and there you go. James wants you to take the hat off and show it. Sure. Maybe we'll do that when we get a break. Yeah, you want to see it here? Here you go. Real pretty. Nice. Oh, look. Oh, Carhartt. Mm-hmm. It's a car heart, yeah. Hey, by the way, that's like that's like Tommy Hilfiger in the 1990s in Chicago. Carhartt is. Yeah, I'm a Carhartt guy. So yeah, snap back. Hello, too. Uh, yeah, it'll fit your head. You'll be all right, Craig. You'll be all right. All right, let's hit a uh, let's hit a time. And by the way, Craig, uh, just so you know, um, if it does come in black, just spray paint it. It'll be fine. You can you can make it white really quick. All right, so we'll hit a timeout and uh, we'll be back to wrap up hour one. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. 
in-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine into your life. And, of course, the first hour is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call for all your upstate residential real estate needs at 864-414-5271. Also, y'all, I've included a lot of links in the chats today. So we've got the link to the Carolina Rise event. Get those tickets while they last. Put Perry's uh, Right to Bear website in there as well. And the hat, which will get you if you hit if you click the hat link, it'll take you into all the big spur and show yeah, stuff. But. And and James Garnet, I I I'd stay away from it because I have <laughs> Garnet stickers that Ted Hyman, who knows who's not colorblind like me, uh, for Carolina Rise, I I, I it, that's such a touchy subject, right? Like because nobody ever gets the even Under Armour and. Whoever else, uh, Russell Athletic through the years, they don't always get the garnet right. So I try to kind of stay away from it. If you've got like a co- like a color code, though, uh, I can special order you a garnet one. Um, but just know that it's going to be at the mercy of them. Like like I said, I'm uh, I can kind of tell when the garnet's right, but I am colorblind, so it's it's weird uh, and all that good stuff. So uh, and Nat's in the chat box. Yeah, Nat will be working the events. So you get to meet my lovely fiance and my brother's lovely wife, Ashley, uh, and uh, some other special guests. So yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you'll get to meet. She doesn't look like she's very happy Michael about Blaine. being conscripted labor. You all get. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she gets paid know. in a lot of ways. <laughs> Trust me. It'll, it'll all work not out. All, yeah. <laughs> Not all compensation <laughs> is monetary. Just It'll hang in there. Hang in there. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Baseball went over USC Upstate last night, 7-2. Yeah. to two. They beat the Alma Mater again, the Spartans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was a pretty solid win, you know, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. We'll certainly get more into that uh, in an hour or two when we got a little bit more little bit more time. Another big night for, for Ethan Petrie. Michael Haney is coming up here in just a few minutes as well. This will be a blast of a conversation. Um, if any of you have never – seen or heard Michael Haney I must not have been around that long for some off the wall reason because he used to be one of the great voices of sports in the uh, Columbia area and now he is he's he's boy he is making his way in Nashville Tennessee we're very proud of him and certainly excited to see him on Saturday 
He's coming up next. Before we get there, though, bonjour, everybody. South Carolina and Notre Dame will make history in Paris. As in, like, France. Company. If you haven't heard, the Gamecocks and the Irish on November the 6th, 2023, will play basketball in Paris, France. It will be the first time an NCAA regular season basketball game has been played on Parisian soil. Uh, Coach it's the Staley women. It's the quote, women, we, by the way. Yeah, the women. Yeah, yeah Dawn Staley coaches the women's team, yes. Um, yeah, right. Uh, she said, we did not hesitate to accept the invitation. Playing Notre Dame in Paris is a once-in-a-lifetime experience for our student-athletes. I'm thankful for the support of our administration and of our donors. Uh, so um, much more to come on that, including television and all that type stuff, but they will kick off the basketball season for everybody, November 6th in Paris. So, yeah. I remember uh, when Paris, uh, where the the Dream Team played, or was that the Bulls that went to Paris? It was in the Michael Jordan uh, documentary that we all watched during the pandemic because there was nothing else on. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't know. Wow. Well, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Joe Guy says nobody believes the men would go to Paris. So, no. oh, Perry also wanted me to mention the alumni football game, uh, a big yeah, yeah. weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, that's go, right. Go, go three, check that out. Is it three o'clock or four o'clock? I think it's three. I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'll um, I'll look at it. I'll look at it. I'm pretty sure it's three o'clock. Yeah, yeah but, Joe. I know the Olympics were in Barcelona that year. I don't know if they, I, I, but they went to Paris at some point. And I yeah, think maybe for a tune-up or something. I don't know. Play some of the maybe national I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Ooh, I just remember, wrong. I just remember seeing they were in Paris and they were talking about they talking about Rodman being. I don't know. Anyway, I'll figure it's that Rod- out too. Rodman. Yeah, uh, he's cool. You said Rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rodman, Rodman, yeah, <laughs> score. <laughs> Davis, you're getting a little silly. That show. Yeah, silly. They need to bring that show like back, actually. All right, uh, we got to hit a uh, break because hour one is in the books, but Michael Haney is waiting in the wings to lead off hour two. We're excited about that. Hang tight. Inside the Gamecocks from the Sinorama Studios. We'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer it's really good southern cuisine based out of charlotte my hometown i hope you guys go check it out go cox and go nanas are you looking to buy a new home kevin o'connell with union home mortgage is a local mortgage expert and gamecocks fan servicing north and south carolina whether you're buying a home building your dream home with new construction or turning your equity into cash uhm's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals call kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit uhm.com today union home mortgage is an equal housing lender NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 
Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manus, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody, to Hour 2 of Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. John B. at ExpressSunrooms.com is where you can get in touch with them to talk about potentially enclosing a porch or a patio for you to enjoy the summer bug-free. Yeah. And Hayden's not, not in the yet, so. You could, uh, mm-hmm. you, you could, he could, he could insulate a, a sunroom with brick and mortar and plastic and spray foam and everything else damn no cm will still find its way in this stupid little bugs you know there's no purpose for them like i you know i feel like you know god created the world with everything with a purpose but they weren't thinking well up there when they created the damn no cms like they don't serve a purpose none they don't (laughs) not enough to feed anything i will say this dude yesterday I've been getting out on these just like mind release walks in our neighborhood. I just got a, we've just got a lot going on. So I need 30, 45 minutes from time to time just to, I got to get out and just move around and listen to Eric church. I'm coming back towards the house and our, our neighbor, a couple of streets over has one of those cats that looks like a leopard. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> crazy, yeah. crazy looking ones. And uh, he roams all over the place. Everybody knows him. He's not gonna hurt you or anything. This cat, literally, like no pun intended, but is literally walking across the road with a live snake in his mouth, and the live snake Ugh. has a live frog in his mouth. <laughs> I was like, dude, that is badass. This cat is my hero. He just picked the thing up. And he was like, hey, I'm going to eat. I know you're hungry, but so am I. So you're both coming with me. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, we walked around the neighborhood yesterday and saw three dead snakes in the road. Uh, see, I, so, there's no snakes. There's no, there's no poisonous snakes up here. Uh, there's snakes, but you hardly ever see them. And uh, 
you wouldn't think that about the Midwest, but there, there's not a lot of like critters like that, which I don't, I'm not a snake person, man. I, I said that the other day. I just don't, uh, I'm not a big, uh, big snake guy. So. Oh, no. One of the cats had an anole cornered on the uh, back porch the other day, too. So I had to do my lizard extraction. Well, we've had, <laughs> um, we've had every, we took the screen door off of our screen porch because the kids were, you know, we we're one of them was going to lose a finger at some point. So I said, forget this, pulled it off and got one of those screen, like an actual screen that you Velcro around it. And you can just walk through it. It's good for the dogs. I've got a 16 year old dog. So it's great for him. Just go in and out. Well, every so often a bird gets in. So we've been having issues with a bird with the birds. Well, our garage door is also always open. And the other day pigeons were in there and then I couldn't get the pigeons out. And there was two of them. So, you know, I don't know if it's like pigeon mating season. So I, I flushed them out, came back, started keeping the garage door shut, gave it a few days, opened it back up. Damn pigeons came back in. And one of them was too stupid to get his way out. So I had to get one of my nets. That we, you know, you know, when, I, when I'm out there hooking largemouth, I had to catch him in a damn net. And I was like, he might break your wing if you keep flapping. But he got out of there. So we've been invaded by pigeons. Now we got a cat eating snakes down the street. I mean, this is yeah, get out of here. I, I, I think what is bad up here is mosquitoes. They are because it, it's it's relatively humid in the Midwest uh, yeah. during the summer months. When, whenever you have summer months, so uh, we'll see. Yeah. Do we have Haney or no? Yeah, he just popped in. So oh, let's bring him right, in. Good. Look at that. Twelve oh seven on this uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful Wednesday afternoon, at least where we are in the Palmetto State, called South Carolina. Coming up on Saturday, it's the annual Garnet and Black Spring Game. And but prior to that, you'll be entertained in Gamecock Park by this gentleman who used to entertain the way we do it, with a microphone. Uh, but now he gets to do it with his voice and guitar and pen and the whole nine yards. Michael Haney uh, joins us now. He'll be there. Patrick Davis and all those guys will be there as well. But I'm really more excited to get my first glimpse of Born to Crow live on stage, Mike. What's up, brother? Yeah. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be aboard, man. I've been I've been watching from afar for a little while, so uh, glad to glad to be a guest. Yeah, it's great. Of course, I got on there. I like that hat. That's awesome. Thanks. I like it. Now, who gave you that? Let me guess. I've been asking Beamer and Kingston and these guys for years for hats, and nobody don't ever get one. So, where'd you get it? Who gave uh, it to you? You know, I I found it myself. I wish I could come up with a cool story. I think uh, I think I found it in the store somewhere. It was like one of two or three that were left. And I'm like, that's my hat. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's my hat. <laughs> <laughs> <God bless. laughs> right, yeah, let's, let's get after it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope YouTube, I hope YouTube doesn't flag that. But anyway, okay. It won't be any worse uh, than when you discover that your name was spelled wrong on your uh, hockey jersey. Oh, oh, that was awful. That you definitely was can't a say that. Disaster. Hey, I wore that out of the bar the other day because I don't care. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody here is like a Polish last name anyway. Nobody spells it right. Nobody cares. Anyway. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody knows me unless they – and I was going to – shameless plug, Haney is on the air sometimes Yeah, when he uh, joins me and Mike for the J.C. Morgan podcast. And we and certainly true. love it when he's on, when he, when he has a chance. But, uh, Michael, you know, your thoughts about uh, how Born to Crow – I think it's been a few months since you released it. Uh, it's a catchy, catchy tune. I find myself singing it sometimes, uh, which I think is a good song. Always. Um, 
you know, talk to us about kind of the evolution of that. We we, we had Patrick on a few a few uh, weeks back, and he kind of mentioned it. But you know, it's your song, so kind of take us through the evolution uh, of Born to Crow and and all that good stuff. All right, well, let's get back in the wayback machine, all the way to October <laughs> of 2020. Uh, I was in North Captiva Island um, on vacation with family, uh, you know, COVID year and just trying to find a place where we could kind of go and get away. Uh, but I got a phone call uh, while I was there from Langston Moore, um, who is one of the authors uh, with along with Preston Thorne of the Just a Chicken children's book series. So he uh, just called me that day and flat out said, uh, we're writing a third book and want to know if you would be interested in writing a song to help us promote it. And, you know, from October 2020 until sitting on Patrick's back porch uh, here in Nashville in July of 21 um, and, and putting that song together in a few hours one night, smoking some cigars and sipping on some whiskey um, uh, to just you know, the entire process of recording it finally uh, in 22. I mean, the life of a song and when where it goes, it, it's not as cut and dry sometimes as just uh, putting it together, making a demo and then immediately rolling it out. So, yeah, it, it took uh, pretty much all of last year and lots of other, you know, red tape things that I won't bore uh, everyone with, but a lot of different things that, that have to go on behind the scenes before you put something up on a, on a streaming platform. And eventually we got it out. So that's it, man. It, it took uh, about two years for everybody to, you know, from, from being asked to it actually coming out for everyone to actually uh, hear the finished product. But, you know, I've been doing some shows over the last couple of years. And I've been playing it live, you know, in places where you know it's appropriate uh, and sometimes where, you know, maybe it's not appropriate. I was in Augusta this past week with a bunch of Georgia fans and I enjoyed the hell out of playing that song. Um, <laughs> what they what they hate to admit is that, like you said, JC, it is it is catchy and uh, it's it's fun to have something like that. That um, uh, my good buddy uh, Gabe Lee is a fantastic uh, singer songwriter. Uh, and if you don't know Gabe Lee, I, I highly suggest you looking him up. But uh, he gave me what I felt was one of the the best compliments um, for something like that, that I, I know for us as Gamecock fans, and it's, it's sort of a niche song uh, for what we're trying to do. But he came up to me um, not, not long after we had put it out in December and said, you know what I love about that song is even though I know that its origins are in, you know, a, a football team and, and a college mascot deal, if you really listen to it, it's accessible. Like it could be, yeah. it could be for anything. And so, uh, that's what I love about the song and, and the way that Patrick and I wrote it and put it together. Um, it doesn't have to be about the Gamecocks, even though that's where it started. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to have it out, man. It really is. And I'm glad that you guys are, are giving it a life here on the show. Yeah, we play it every day. Um, now, let's get to, like, the real stuff here, though. <laughs> is, 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 is PD jealous that this is going to be the new anthem of Gamecock sports? Because he – I tried to get him to say it on the air, and then at his show, I was like, "Look, man, Born to Crow is the next big, like, big old cock is that's that's it's old. Like that's yesterday's that's, news, yeah, yeah. That's not it's not a big deal anymore. And he, of course, he, he's I'm so I'm so it's proud. Just, of it's just an old cock. It's not a big old cock. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, like, wow. I mean, like, y'all did this together, but you think he's regretting it? Like, damn, Haney's going to upstage me, and I'm going to be opening for him, and right? Uh, you know, we'll see. Hey, he's got a hand in it, so he shouldn't be yeah. too jealous, right? Like, at some point in time, it's going to be like. All ships rise, brother. 
Yeah, like Patrick Davis and his like midday choir. Like he can't do the midnight. He can't do the night anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> oh, wow. He's like, <laughs> supplemented. So then, then the other side of it is at the end. You know, you got uh, Sterling and and Steven and all these guys. Have you had anybody who's like, dude, you didn't say my name at the end of that at the end of the song? I'm uh, kick yeah. your ass over yeah. this deal. Yeah, there there have been a few, and I'll uh, I'll I'll leave their names out for now because you know I try to make up for it if they come to any of the performances that I do. I'll make sure that if I know they're in the crowd, I'll say their name. Oh, I bet I know who Before. one of them is. I bet JC knows who one of them is too. Uh, large, large human. Yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to think because you're going to be in front of. You better extend this thing. Saturday, because you're going to be in front of the entire, uh, um, the uh, um, so alumni. I, yeah, pretty much right before the Gamecock walk. Yeah, right yeah. Where we are. the Letterman's Association. Yeah, yeah. I I talked to a couple a couple guys this morning who are in charge of that. So they got the Letterman's meeting. So you better get a list of who all is going to be there. Scroll. Just just bring out the scroll on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and go down the list. <laughs> yeah, like John Smith. Who the hell is John? John Smith was born to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you get you know the walk-on kicker from 1983. You better make sure he's in there. Oh yeah, yeah, we can do that. All of man, if you, you bled and sweat for the Gamecocks, I'll try to put you in there. Okay, all right. Well, that's don't don't forget Michael Flynn either. All right, so um, <laughs> I, yeah, I this I told you, and and I say this all the time, and I, but I'm serious when it, like my kids love it. <laughs> You know, they love this song, and it does take on a whole new life because there is more meaning behind it. Like, hey, man, you're born to be something great. Go do it. Um, and um, but has that has this song? Like, I remember when Patrick uh, wrote Big Old Cock, and, and he says this often, right? That that song was meant to be kind of this was not meant to be a joke, but that song was meant to be a joke. But what it but he, what it actually did was open a bunch of doors he didn't even know could open. Has this song done that for you? I think so, I, and and mainly because, um, you know, I don't and I haven't uh, in a lot of ways put myself out there uh, since I've moved to Nashville. I mean, I've done a lot of things behind the scenes, and uh, I know that uh, JC, you, you and uh, and Jamie, of course, have known. And Phil, it's nice to meet you. I, I haven't haven't met you uh, in person yet, but hi, it's good to see you. But um, we, uh, you guys, have known that I played and and have done things for a while, but you've never really heard me or listened and and that's kind of the the thing that happened with that is of course my first proper release and, and song would be about the Gamecocks I think that's kind of what it was meant to be uh for me um and, and sort of the timing that happens with all of that that it would be something that I'm am familiar with and, and know again write what you know um and yeah I, I think that uh, there's no doubt that that is uh, a vehicle uh, that I've been able to ride here for the last few months uh, and turn that into uh, being able to get in the studio and, and record uh, an EP that I've got coming out, um, you know, in just a few months as well. And uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt. I think once people understand that you're capable of doing certain things, it's like, well, why, why not just have, have him do it? This is, this is great. Hey, do you want to come along with us? And just being in Nashville, excuse me, <clears throat> being in Nashville, um, you know, that's sort of the rule of thumb. If you want to be in this world is, uh, you got to be around, you have to be present, you have to be seen, you have to show up. And, and I think putting something out and, and being here, absolutely. There's no question, uh, that it's, it's opened up a new life and, and plenty of doors that I could walk through here this coming year. Who, who, um, 
I know I mean, we, we've talked about some of this before, but for the, for those that maybe wonder what the Nashville life is like when you're in it, right? Because uh, you moved up there as an outsider, and, and you probably consider yourself more of an insider now. So, so who are some that, that you, I don't know what the word is, collaborate with, work with, who, who has maybe influenced you, who has kind of helped bring you along, you know, are, are there names that, that in relationships you've developed since you've been in Nashville, Michael, that, um, that maybe you look back on and you're like, oh my God, I just wrote a song with so-and-so, or I just did this with this guy. Any of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people uh, that, that I could mention over the last, gosh, going on eight years. And I can't believe it's been that long um, since I left radio and, and got up here. It's kind of crazy to, to think about. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, I have to to start with Patrick um, because through through that and through our relationship, which, you know, we met in this format. You know, he came on 107.5 The Game years ago. And I think, what what's today's date? Where, where are we? April? Yeah, April 12th. Well, um, I, I – I think it was almost 13 years ago to the day uh, that he walked in the 107.5 The Game Studios, um, and it, it was the floods that had happened in Nashville in 2010, and he was doing a benefit show uh, in Columbia, uh, a place called The White Mule, its first location that was on Main Street in downtown Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he came in the studio, and, and you know he reworked a version of Big Old Cock that had my name and Jay Phillips and Deuce Staley's name when we were all doing our show together. Uh, and, and so... You know, he sort of helped track and influence uh, the move up here. And, and through that and through him and his ties here, you know, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of amazing songwriters. And uh, the advice from them, um, you know, guys like Channing Wilson, who just released his his debut album and is a phenomenal uh, singer-songwriter. And again, another name that if you love music um, and, and especially love good old, old-fashioned, old-style country music, Channing Wilson is your man. Yeah, um, but uh, you guys like that, and and Levi Lowry, and and even more recently, uh, the aforementioned Gabe Lee um, and Chris Canterbury, and buddy Nate Frederick. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, folks like that that you know I've been able to to work with and and get to know. Um, and and I hate to say it this way, um, but you know the COVID you know, lockdown and stuff in a place like Nashville, where a lot of people, this is such a transient city in, in town everybody had to kind of hang around and you know, you kind of get to a point where some folks were, you know, destined to be out on the road and move on and, and do things. And then that forced a lot of folks, uh, it set them a little further back. Um, and for somebody like myself that was trying to, to build up and, and get to, uh, you know, the, the next step in, in my evolution and, and my, my time here, I was able to meet some folks that I probably wouldn't have met, uh, if, if not for that reset uh, that, that went on. And I think that, um, you know, that's been a, a huge, a huge boost. And I think it helped to kind of reevaluate where maybe some folks weren't as willing to help. Sometimes you can be selfish. Sometimes you, you know, it's, it's not turn around and help the next guy. It's like, you know, you're all about yourself, but I think that that helped uh, maybe change a few minds and hearts. And, and um, yeah, so somebody like me is hanging around and, and you see what's, you know, what potential is and, and what could happen. And it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to, to know and, and meet a lot of those folks that are willing to, to help see the next phase. So, Michael Haney, um, I've got a question from the Nanosports chat box. Do you write lyrics or melody first, or does it just kind of depend? Uh, the, chicken the, the chicken <laughs> or the egg. The chicken or the egg. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it depends. Uh, you know, predominantly, I think, you know, you'll start with a, a lyric idea or have a line or something like that and, and then try to go with uh, with the melody. But, you know, a lot of times you can strum through. I, I think predominantly it comes from a melody or a chord structure uh, and how that makes you feel. And then you can go back to the words and things that you've written down. You can go find your pieces of of uh of music and lying somewhere in, in your an iphone note or in a in a moleskin that i've scribbled in um and, and try to piece those things together so i'd say predominantly uh melody first uh but you know it's it's not as uh it's not as one-sided as you may think uh michael also in the not you michael a different michael in the uh chat nana sports chat box asked uh if you've worked with some guy named darius rukar a rucker curious rucker rucar worked with worked with no not not quite but i i, I do uh i do have the the pleasure of saying uh because i i tour and, and work with sister hazel um yeah that's part of my other life and we did their uh their big benefit uh concert every single year is lyrics for life uh, and they do that down in gainesville on the university of florida campus at the phillips performing arts center and this year darius was their special guest um, but they are the, they were the house band, uh, playing for Darius Rucker and they had to practice their songs and Ken Block, who is, uh, the lead singer, uh, there said, Hey, you know, we got a, a full day of rehearsal here. Plus I have to do a show tomorrow. I don't want to, to waste my voice. Uh, do you mind singing these songs for rehearsal? So I did get to be Darius Rucker for, uh, for an entire <laughs> with, with, with sister Hazel backing me on uh, a handful of Darius tunes that they needed to learn for the show. So I haven't nice. with him, but yeah, I got to, I got to do that. Are, are those guys, are they coming back and doing the hazelnut thing at uh, the Windjammer this year? They are they just announced last week and it's already okay. sold out. So, you know, yeah, it, dude. Uh, every it was, year uh, it was quick. It was very, very quick. Uh, I think it lasted all of a day, maybe two days, but yeah, they'll be down there again and, um, you know, just hang around. I'm sure you can get in somehow. You know, well, I know, I know I can get in, uh, not to sound like Billy Badass here, but um, yeah, I, but it does sell out, and, and it is a really, it's a great event. Um, if anybody's got tickets and they've never been, they're going to love it. 76 Gamecock says, uh, met Michael years ago in Garnet and Black Traditions. Um, walked in on a day where Alshon and Melvin Ingram were doing a signing and event. Decently nice guy. Okay, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. He said you're a nice guy. So, Well, thanks, 76 Gamecock. I certainly appreciate that. I do remember Dil- that day, actually. I, I, you know, sadly, uh, without I, I don't know the the full name uh, of who this is, but I actually do remember that day with Alshon and, and Melvin in store that day. I, I do. It's funny how you can recall things like that. You ever miss sports radio? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there are those days where you know it all it never relieves you. It's like riding a bike. So when that when it's a when it's a big day and it's a big news day, I mean, I, you know, I have a, I have a broadcast journalism degree, you know, I, I know when that juice is flowing and it's, and it's good, man, a day that you could sit on a microphone for 15 straight hours and just keep talking because, um, you know, the, the fire is going, but yeah, some days, absolutely. I do. What days would you not miss it? <laughs> Maybe like the Monday after Carolina loses in football. Uh, oh <laughs> God. <laughs> you know what? I actually do kind of miss those days because that's, you know the, the days that I that I uh, that I, I hated the most. I say hated. That's a strong word. Uh, that were the most challenging. Um, those days in July between the end of baseball season and the start of SEC media days. 
that's those, those were the days. I'm like, can I just go on vacation now? Y'all don't need me here, right? <laughs> you don't need to go oh. four to six hours. Can I just, yeah. No, Columbia, no, I've done, I've, I lived that for two years when I was on uh, the show with Corey Miller uh, in, in, uh, at 1400 in Columbia. And that there's nothing worse. Yeah. I, I think for a week straight, I was so hot and miserable and, and not, cause it was three hours, right? You got to fill a bunch of time. Uh, I, I went home. I went by the Chick-fil-A on two notch road, uh, got some Chick-fil-A, went home and took a nap every single day for like eight days. And I felt my arteries getting you know hardened. And so I was like, I better not do this anymore, but it, it's that depressing. Uh, yeah, your, your, your heart was hardening not because of the chick-fil-a but because of having to do radio at a time where there was little to talk about and <laughs> that's what it was. Dude, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pre-transfer portal and you know free transfers and Dude, all that yeah, well, nothing to talk about yeah, yeah. Phil, you didn't you didn't have any summer recruiting either back then yeah no. <laughs> yeah nothing that it was, was just, it Spur- it was just please get them off Spurrier and his coaches were gone get- all summer like shoot we're going to the beach all summer we're not yeah. we're not doing that Two weeks of camp and that's it. Shoot. Well, Michael. Yeah. yeah. Well, Michael, we'll be in the be in Crescent Beach if you name it. See you guys. Shoot. Give me Lou Holtz now, you know, yeah, it was it was during the Spurrier era. And I, I remember um gosh, you, you doing that Spurrier impression reminded me of uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but it was a it was a former player had a wedding and, and Spurrier was at the wedding and he talked about the the moment that Spurrier walked over. Uh, in the reception afterwards, you know, and he was probably having his favorite, you know, Coors banquet uh, mm-hmm. with him. But he just said, uh, he mentioned his name. He's like, you ever, you ever think about base jumping? That'd be, that'd be pretty weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, then he just, <laughs> and he just walked off. Pretty weird, what? wouldn't it? <laughs> probably wouldn't all right, so I'll, I'll tell you. Weird, odd Spurrier story. Just at a wedding reception, just. Dropping, uh, everything about peace jumping. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you guys what it's it's kind of self depreciating, but uh, um, there was a time I, I, was, I was you know a pretty big boy out of shape, and I am now again, unfortunately. But uh, you know, between my like late twenties and early thirties, I lost a hundred pounds. Whatever, but that's beside the point. So I'm a little fat, right? And I'm down with Scott Hood. Uh, who worked for Gamecock Central for years, who's also a bigger guy, big belly guy, barrel chested belly, Scott Hood, you know. And we're hanging out, you know, out there. And it's, it's Destin, Florida. And we're, we're looking, kind of looking at the beach. He was like, Jesse, let's go look at the beach. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's cool, Scott. And we walked outside. Here comes Steve Spurrier with his shirt off. And he looks at me and like, what's up, boys? How y'all doing? Y'all about to go work out? <laughs> and then he just walks onto the walks onto the beach. <laughs> well, this is what are y'all doing? Y'all about to go work out? <laughs> yeah, right. work out. <laughs> I know. Uh, <No>. Yeah, <laughs> totally shamed me. No, uh, I think I started so getting great. my act together shortly after that, and <laughs> I wasn't offended because I was like, God, that, that's pretty cool to get kind of. Um, Kind of shamed by right, Steve man. Spurrier, you know. You're like, you kind of feel like, you know, it's not like your granddad or something shaming you. Like, That's you awesome. know, so my granddad used to tell me, "Yeah, we'll lose weight, eat less, and exercise more." <laughs> like, yeah, that okay. works, right? You know, you, that, was, that was funny. Mike, do you? Re- I tell you, uh, how much do you have? Do you have some extra time, Michael? Uh, are yeah. you? Yeah. Are you? We do need. We gotta hit a break. Can we hit a quick break and just bring you? Is that is that okay with uh, with you, Doctor Phil? 
That sounds good to me. Break and, Michael and bring, hang, hang, yeah. bring back the great Michael Haney. Because I've got a – I remembered something the other day or yesterday, whenever I texted you, yesterday or the day before about coming on, and I always try to think back, especially with guys I've known for a while, you know, something to bring up. And I remembered this one time when you were on the air, and this became the story in Columbia. So when you when we return, uh, I want to I want to rehash this with you and see what you remember of this day and what turned in really to the to the weeks. So everybody, hang tight. Uh, the the great uh, Michael Haney, Mister Born to Crow is what we'll call him. He's going to hang with us. We'll be right back. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Fossil, Caldwell Banker, Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia, 803-446-4662, is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team to talk about how they can bring some more sunshine into your life. And, graciously enough, 
joining us still on the McKellar Enterprises <laughs> guest line is Michael Haney. Yeah, Big yeah, time he, songwriter now, former, you know, <laughs> sports radio guy. Michael, yeah. I got a question before JB jumps in. How collaborative is the culture up in Nashville when it comes to writing? Like I know you and PD put together this one and and is there a certain point where you got to start giving credit <laughs> or is that just between two people? Um, so you broke up just a little bit there. So I, I got the, how collaborative, and then you kind of froze on me just a little bit. So, oh yeah, no worries. Uh, it's probably because of, uh, running this off of tin cans and string in here. No, the, how collaborative is the culture in Nashville, <laughs> you know, when it comes to music writing and is there a certain point when, you know, that collaboration, you got to start throwing credit to somebody. Oh, well, you know, you're always looking for people that can, you know, give you, uh, you know, another set of ears and eyes and, uh, you know, words and, and things like that. So it's, uh, it's very collaborative in Nashville. I think that's why a lot of people want to move here because of the, because of that culture um, and just having talent, you know, around every, every corner <laughs> that's here, you know, so uh, very, very collaborative and, and, you know, uh, you put a song out, you know, obviously um, it's, when it comes to writers rounds, you usually, We'll say, hey, I wrote this with so and so and so and so, and this is the this is the song, and uh, so the the credit the, the, that you give, you know, always uh, for the most part, um, you're you're trying to to let let folks know who it is that that wrote with you and and how you put it together, and uh, especially in this day and age with streaming, um, they they finally gotten to a point. There's a you know the Music Modernization Act where if you go into Spotify or Apple Music and you look at the song credits, you can see who the songwriters are, which I think is a is a fantastic touch because without buying CDs, you know, we buy vinyl now, which is is come back around and is uh, really selling a lot. I think for the, the most since the late '80s, uh, but the liner notes and and the the credits and all of that stuff has has been a lost art for you know nearly a generation of people. And so being able to get back to that point where people can see who are writing the songs and who are part of the songs, I think, is a big deal. And obviously, when when you're out playing songs and, and doing your thing, you try to do the the best that you can to to let folks you know know if somebody helped you along and and helped you write that song, you tell them about it and and put other put other uh, names out there again. Patrick mentions this. I said it earlier, you know, all ships rise. So if you, if you have an opportunity to, to lift somebody up, you do it. Yeah, no question. Uh, and a reminder to everybody uh, that Michael will be performing before the spring game, 3.30-ish? Uh, I think I will be. Yeah, I think it starts around 3.30. I'll probably be a little after 4. And I think uh, I think we're, we're narrowing in at about 20-ish, 20, 20-30-ish minutes. Uh, okay. There's a handful of us. Uh, you know, Blake Weinbach, who's a, a great young songwriter, student at Carolina, will be playing. Uh, I'll be playing. Uh, Lauren Jenkins, who is a, an amazing singer, songstress. Uh, and then Jesse Isley, who I mm-hmm. I met uh, actually for the first time at Delaney's Pub in Five Points, you know, way back then, probably about 11 years ago. And he got up to – I went to see a friend of mine doing an open mic there. And then Jesse gets up and – you know, you wouldn't think it to look at him, but suddenly he just had this big, booming, bluesy voice, and he shredded on a uh, on an electric guitar. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And you know, we followed along each other, and within six months, he had moved to Nashville, and he's uh, one of the most in-demand session guys and and a hired gun uh, road guitar player. So I think he's part of the the Midnight Choir for Patrick Davis now as well. And, and Jesse's awesome. So glad to be a part of that lineup with those guys. Yeah, it's going to be really good. And for those that have, for whatever reason, not downloaded yet, Born to Crow, please do it and share it with everybody you can. You'll love the song. There's no way you won't. Um, and if you hear it every day on our on our show as well. A couple other things going on with Michael, too. We're going to let him 
uh, promote that in just a minute. But I got to ask you about this. Um, because, well, let me squeeze this into Craig says, whoa, just checked out Channing Wilson. Dude has got some old school pipes. He does. I remember I when he sang at Patrick's wedding, Michael, I, and my wife looked at me and I had I had a tear in my eye. And she said, um, are, are you crying? And I was like, no. And she said, uh, are, you, you, like, she thought I was crying over Patrick and Lauren. I was like, no, <laughs> I, he, he's an idiot. I've already, I've already done this. He's doing it twice. I was like, I, this, this is too good. I can't help myself like the, that, whatever, b- born to fly or whatever he's saying. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful day for flying is the name of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It was, it was, that was a moment. That was uh, a great yeah, that, that is, that is a, actually a, a very simple and amazing song. And to, and to bring it back, uh, Phil, to, to what you were asking um, during uh, Hurricane Dorian. Uh, so Patrick has been tied in with Hopetown in the Bahamas. Uh, and, and during some help and cleanup, he and Channing and uh, Wyatt Durrett, uh, Wyatt is a multi- CMA song uh, writer and, and song of the year winner, uh, pretty much every Zach Brown song that you know that's worth a damn. Uh, Wyatt had a hand in writing, uh, yeah. but the, the three of them flew down to to help uh, do some music and do some some things uh, for Hopetown. And one of their friends, as they were getting on the plane, uh, said, "Man, it's a beautiful day for flying, isn't it, boys?" And that's where the song came from. But it's a uh, you know it's an allegory for falling and falling in love. So. Uh, but it's a beautiful song, and I think Patrick's putting it out later this year. So, uh, you know, keep an eye out for that one because it is a really, really, really beautiful song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It was, it's sensational. And he is too. Channing Wilson's sensational. His new album's great. All right. So I want to get, I got to get to this. So back, I think it was 08 or 09, somewhere in there. It was right around when Steven Garcia first started having some issues. Okay. And, um, well, that we're public. And you were on the air. I think it was you and Mike and Deuce in the afternoons. It would have been Jay. You and Jay and Deuce. Yeah, in the yep. afternoons. We were That's who it was. together, and then because yeah, yeah. you know, I did six hours. By the way, I, from one to seven o'clock, I was on the air every every day yeah. for almost ten years. Yeah, yeah. So it was you. It was you, Jay, and Deuce. Um, of course, I know Stephen well. You know, yeah, knew him then. And and I remember cutting on the because I used to listen to y'all every day. And I remember getting out of class, and I cut on the radio, and the the breaking news story that I don't even know how you got it, where it came from, was that Stephen had shaved his head. And I remember thinking to myself, "Do you remember this? This became a, the story. He had cut his hair, and he wasn't the, the Hercules, Achilles, whatever he." Roman God, yeah. God he was anymore, and this became this story for like two days. Garcia's hair is cut, and people were calling in. Well, maybe this is the turning point in his career, you know, yeah. cutting all that hair off. And <laughs> I couldn't believe. And I remember seeing Stephen. I'm like, dude, apparently you're going to be fine now because you've cut your hair, and yeah. you know, yeah. it, it's not the beer drinking in the you know the parking lot or any of that stuff. It's now that your hair's cut, everything's good. Right? Do you remember this vaguely? Vaguely. Uh, I mean, obviously, there were a few more Stephen Garcia things that, uh, that yeah. were more memorable that, uh, that maybe took up a little bit more airtime. But, yeah, I do vaguely, vaguely remember that. But, yeah, you're right. It's funny how, how things can take on a life of their own and just become uh, the storyline and, and how we can just dig into something that is so innocuous as somebody cutting their hair. 
<laughs> that's what I, that's my point. It was like, he, I can't remember what he had done. He had just gotten suspended, you know, and then he, and then he cut his hair. He, I think he maybe had to cut it before coach Spurrier would let him come back on the field or something. Right. If I remember. Yeah. Well, that was always the thing is I, I remember that that was at least part of the, the coaching from Spurrier was he was trying to, you know, Hey, if you, if you look good, you, you like play good, you're more of a leader, you do X, Y, Z. I think that was part of it with, with cutting the hair. And then I think the pictures of Spurrier playing for the 49ers back in the day. And he just looked like Garcia. He actually had long hair too. <laughs> so <laughs> remember, remember this, Steve, like, what's, uh, and that's the kind of stuff that I know Steven would, uh, he would throw that right back at him. Like that's why they always sort of butted heads. Um, yeah. when it Shoot. It was the seventies, Steven. We all had long hair. Smoke <laughs> yeah, Virginia man. Slims. Bud heavy out of a tin can. And I can punt and you can't, Steven. But Litter Skinner, I'm a punter. All those punters have long hair. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I just started. I, I, that's that's just the microcosm of what our industry could turn itself into. These and you have to kind of entertain it. You don't want to be the jerk that's like, don't ever call me again with telling me that like, I don't care that he cut his hair. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> It just takes on this, you know, you just got to go with it. But I, I remember hearing you on the air going, okay, uh, so apparently Steven's cut his hair. And then all of a sudden people are calling about the haircut. I mean, yep. it, was, it was amazing. Uh, but that's, yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so this weekend, uh, but you've also got something going on Friday night. And then once again this summer, you're going to bless uh, Columbia with the Nashville Night Series. That's correct. Uh, so we'll, we'll go in, in order. Uh, tomorrow, I will be in Columbia to announce the lineup for Nashville Knights. Uh, I can go ahead and say, because uh, we've announced that Channing Wilson will be uh, the kickoff uh, of, of Nashville Knights on June the 2nd. We're only, do, we're only doing one uh, in Columbia. Uh, Steel Hands Brewing, by the way, has uh, uh, two locations. They, they originated in Casey. They have a second location in Greensboro, North Carolina, just uh, across from the Greensboro Coliseum. So all during the summer, I will be Thursdays in Greensboro and Fridays in Casey, uh, bringing songwriters uh, from Nashville down. And uh, I'll play a little bit myself. Uh, in each city, I've got a local performer uh, that I'll bring up for a, a little bit. And then we give away to the, to the Nashville songwriter, storyteller, uh, you know, for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, so Channing is going to kick things off on June the 2nd, but, uh, in South Carolina, uh, yeah, every Friday, uh, from six to nine o'clock, uh, I will be out there from June 2nd until August the 11th. Uh, so look yes. forward to, to seeing everybody out there and, and we're putting a lot into, uh, the promotion of this steel hands is behind it. And the fact that we're doing it for a third year, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, going to be bigger and, and better than ever. Uh, but again, have to wait until tomorrow <laughs> until I can, tell you everybody that's going to be a part of it but if Channing Wilson kicking things off is any indication the rest of the lineup is going to be going to be pretty stellar so I'm excited about that and then uh, Friday uh, I will be opening for uh, my buddy Cody Webb who is a South Carolina native and and lived in uh, Nashville up until last year about 10 years up until last year but uh, he's had cuts uh, by folks like Luke Combs uh, on on Luke's debut album and uh, but uh, you know family stuff got him moving back uh, close to uh, to Mineta, uh, and he's been playing around the Carolinas and in uh, the region here a lot over the last year and change. And uh, I'm excited to open up for him at Ice House Amphitheater in Lexington on Friday, and then of course the the spring game will be out there on Saturday. Oh, now wait a second here, isn't because I like his music, but isn't Cody a Clemson guy? He is. Yeah. Could you you know if y'all ever had to fight, you could 
kick his ass, right? Uh, you know, I'd I'd like to I like to think I could. Have, have you been just giving him hell since November? Do you ever just walk in and just be like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be up on stage in 31 minutes," you know, or something yeah. like that? <laughs> 31 to 30 minutes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. got. Um, no, but I I may use that. I may use that on, on Friday. But see that that's the thing. I whenever South Carolina wins in that one, you know you don't have to say anything. It's just sometimes it's just a look and you're like, yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. 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 We just take the high road. Uh-huh. Every every nine years we take the high road. So every yeah, I agree. <laughs> the road less traveled. Literally. The road less yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, well can't wait to see you. And uh I, t- I texted you a little while ago, the kids this morning. I'm telling I mean I keep forgetting to send you that video. I will do it. I promise. I, I've put an alarm in my phone to try to do it this afternoon or this evening with, with the children because you can go to Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, play Michael Haney, Born to Crow, and she'll play it. Uh, so I'm going to send this video to you. So the weird. It's so weird. It's crazy, <laughs> man. I know. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look forward to seeing you. Any quick final thoughts on Gamecock football, undefeated, 11-1? and one? What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, – you know, I, I think – um, I'll be pretty straight on this one. Uh, I, I think the discussion around whether or not Beamer was the right call a couple of uh, years ago before he came in, I think he's he's proving that that he is. And uh, yeah. you know, the, the it's uh, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, it might not always look pretty, and you know, I'm curious to see what the what the new offense uh, will look like. And obviously, that's a huge turning point in his career and his trajectory. So that's, that's the spotlight's going to be on that. And I'm curious to see how that all looks, but man, if they can win eight games with the offense being as, yeah, whatever it was for most of the year. Uh, and, um, you know, if they actually um, get their act together, it, it could be a fun season for sure. I mean, you're another guy who's known Shane a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know that uh, he's been very good to you as well. So it's, Seems it's kind of his uh, it's kind of his mo if he if he if he knows you you know feel like you know him yeah no doubt no doubt I think I I may have told this story um, my old colleague and, and good friend Heath Klein who is still on 107.5 he went up to Stillwater to uh, cover the the men's basketball game against Oklahoma State uh, a few years back when Shane was at Oklahoma and Shane saw on Twitter that Heath was was up there. And he just sent him a message and said, "Hey, let's let's catch up. Let's uh, let's go somewhere." And it's not like you know. And, and Heath will be honest. Like it's not like we have a huge relationship or you know talk all the time or are great friends. But it's just something like that where you know Shane, he's if he knows you a little bit, he's known you his whole life. And and the fact that he thought enough of, of Heath to say, "Hey, you're up in my neck of the woods. Let's find a way to catch up and, and meet up." That's just one of many 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 examples um, of what kind of guy Shane is behind the scenes. Well, hopefully this year he'll be a ten game plus winner for South Carolina. We'll we'll see. They can't lose Saturday. That's the good news. I don't think. I don't think as long as they're injury free, they can't lose Saturday. That's All the right, lose, man. That's a, don't don't get any senseless injuries. That's exactly right. Well, we we've kept you a long, long, long time today. Twenty minutes longer than I told you we would, but um, we really do appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you. I, I can't make it Friday night, but I know a bunch of people will. Uh, and uh, definitely Saturday in front of all the Gamecock fans out there in uh, in Gamecock Park. 
as you'll you'll get them going before everybody walks into Williams Price. Can't wait, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, looking forward to it and look forward to, to seeing all you guys out there. And, and again, you know, Michael Haney Music on Instagram. It's usually where I post most of my stuff. That's uh, kind of my main social media stuff nowadays. So if you're uh, curious about the Nashville Night Series and you're going to be in the Carolinas this summer, uh, you'll be able to see all of that. And hopefully I can see you Friday night in Lexington and definitely um, outside of Williams Bryce on Saturday afternoon. No doubt. No doubt, brother. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, guys. There you go. Is Michael it? Haney, the very multi-talented Michael Haney. He's been great guy. Yeah, he talented is. songwriter, too. Tremendous. Um, He's a great, great Known him for a long time. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Great guy. Great guy. Good guy. All right. Get a there you go, Phil. Call. You got it. It's up to you. The last 11 minutes, it's all you. It's your show, your show now, Uncle Phil. <laughs> Phil show. Let's go. <laughs> Phil show. Phil show. Of stuff. <laughs> uh, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. ElectricBikesCharleston.com. Get yours with that tax money today. We'll be right back. Here in the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Eddie, I want you to take me to Disney World. The horror. The horror. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. And let's see here. I was looking at, 
I was actually looking at the steelhandsbrewing.com. <laughs> I thought I'd been there, but I was mistaken. It's in Casey. I was thinking of someplace downtown. Uh, but it looks like a nice venue. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Craig uh, asked Mike- if we have Shane, Shane Beamer scheduled to come on. We will. Yeah, in time, probably after spring spring ball. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be on. Uh, I see. We we did we had him on with us a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We he never he, Shane's good. He'll, he'll we'll get him on, but I mean, you know, we we do our best to stay out of these guys' way as much as possible as well. And but they'll be on soon. They'll be on. Soon. Michael Lynn says, "Can you explain what the format of the spring game will be? They're going to draft teams. It's kind of like Spurrier's spring games." They'll draft two evenly matched teams and go that way. It won't be like it was in 2021, where it was basically a scrimmage and a skills challenge. So, right, yeah, they'll and they're gonna. I, I'm pretty. It's it's four quarters. They what? What did they? I think they try to second half. Running don't clock do the or running ten clock? minute quarters, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or twelve minute quarters, something like that. So, uh, yeah, it, it should be a fun time. I mean, I, I. Uh, I don't want to say I didn't get a lot out of the one in 2021, but I got more out of the one in 2022. Uh, of course, you know, that's it. People are asking for assistant coaches to be on. I, as long as they'll approve it, I'll have as many, we'll have as many assistant coaches on as possible. We've already had Taylor Edwards on. I'm sure we could get Derek Moore on to fire you guys up. Uh, yeah. And we've been talking about that. doing some stuff during the summer. Yeah. Pete Limbo mm-hmm. on, yeah, like over the summer, maybe just go make our rounds through it. If if they'll approve it, these guys are busy, and you know, sometimes some assistants just they don't want to talk. You know, like, <laughs> I'm on vacation because uh, these guys don't get a break in the summer like they used to. Like I was telling them, I was talking about the Spurrier era, like like they just leave. And be like, oh shoot, we're on vacation. We're going to Europe for eight weeks. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but you can't do that anymore because you got you got a, a little window in July. And that's about it. May yeah. May is a vacation time, but uh, it's uh, it's a little bit more uh, college coaching these days. A little bit more taxing with the new ske- recruiting schedule and rules and all that. So. Yeah we we've got uh, we've got a lot of stuff kind of that we've you know got in one big bag here that we're trying to pull out and place all over the place. Let's put it that way without really. I love our guest list this week, though. Our guest list, you guys. Haney Orth tomorrow. We got Chris Phillips' normal Thursday segment. I, I think. Do we? I think Chris. Well, he, Chris was supposed to text you, but I, I think I think he's. I don't know. He's supposed to get in touch with you. Yeah, I'll reach uh, out. To him, yeah. About, yeah, just see what he's doing. He's, he's at RBC Heritage. Um, we got him, and then we've got uh, Derek Scott, the voice play by play voice of Carolina baseball and basketball. And we've also got uh, on Friday, Stuart Lake, who's awesome. To talk baseball, and then we've got uh, the return of Mondo, Michael Flint, to break down the uh, spring game. So that, that we we should have a lot of we should have a blast. Uh, I yeah, think. I, I'm counting on a blast. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> By the way, if you guys follow me and, and try to listen to me, uh, I've got a new weekly gig now. In addition to 107.5, the game on Tuesday mornings early is you know what, and uh, with Bill and Preston. Uh, and then Tuscaloosa with uh, Whip Sanderson and Barry Sanderson on Wednesday. Uh, I'll now be on at uh, 9.20 Eastern with Bill King. You guys that maybe followed me back in the 24-7 sports and rivals days know that I was part of uh, 24-7 sports radio on Sirius XM with Bill King. Uh, I was on with him last week, and we just said, well, shoot, man, 
we miss each other. So let's do a weekly thing. So every Thursday I'll be on with Bill King talking recruiting, Gamecocks, baseball, basketball, um, whatever. I, I still get questions from LSU fans. What do you think about our quarterback, JC? <laughs> Uh, Davis, I think he's pretty good. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you said you said he had a rocket on a rocket. I want a rocket. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Davis. Is, is I, I, you... I don't know why. I've started <laughs> watching Beavis and Butthead again. They've relaunched it, and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. I forgot how hilarious it was. So, Yeah, I, I didn't know if you kicked Coach O to the curb or what was going on here, but um... – uh, is that on the uh, Paramount included with your Big Spur uh, subscription? Yes. If you join uh, the BigSpur.com and pay full price, you get Paramount Plus and Beavis and Butthead is on that. A lot of good shows on Paramount Plus too. Keith was Keith was talking about Rabbit Hole the other day and that's a pretty stellar one. And One thing about Keith, I'll say, if, if you haven't subscribed to his podcast, you know, maybe you don't agree with his opinions on sports or life or whatever. That dude is money when it comes to TV shows. <laughs> I would, I would, I would be a member of his podcast uh, uh, Patreon group just for the TV recommendations. If I didn't know him personally, so <laughs> just a shout out to Keith. He's never let. I've never watched a show that he said watch this and gone. Ah, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> can't say that for everybody. Uh, Craiger says, what, "What's Bill King on now? He's on a local Nashville station. Mm-hmm. Um, go to at Bill is King on Twitter." So, uh, yeah, I did turn into the great uh, Cornholio. Cornholio, I am Cornholio. TV for my <laughs> couple of uh, a couple of parting shots uh, before we get out of here today. Again, Carolina wins last night. Uh, Noah Hall will not pitch this weekend. Um, I would say wait and see at best as to when he will return. Uh, but it does appear. Uh, Eli Jones will be back in the weekend rotation for South Carolina. Uh, I think that although the LSU series was incredibly hyped, it should have been, this will be the most difficult series Carolina has played all season long in Nashville. So uh, we will have plenty on that over the next couple of days with Derek joining us and obviously with Coach Lake joining us in those things. Um, So make sure you hang around for that. And then also yesterday – Brian Ellis, if you didn't see this, from Florida Gulf Coast University, which, by the way, I pulled that up on Google Maps. It's in Fort Myers, for those that actually don't understand where it is on the Gulf Coast. It's an awesome-looking campus. You should check it out. Brian Ellis broke the NCAA baseball record of consecutive games on base streak. Last night, although he didn't have a hit, he did walk. That was his 102nd straight game reaching base. He's wow. been on base every game since April 30th of 2021. Nuts. 102 straight. He broke Mark Payton's record. Mark Payton played at Texas. By the way, the record wasn't that old. It was set back in 2014. Um, but this kid, this uh, Brian Ellis kid, is like a career 330 hitter. He has been there, though, since 2018. He's a six-year grad student. Uh, so hats off to him, but uh, pretty pretty incredible record. Thanks to Michael Haney and Perry Orth. If you happen to miss either one of those, uh, a lot of fun. Went in a couple of different directions with Haney today. Uh, for anybody that loves music, you'll, you'll really enjoy that. And, of course, Haney loves his Gamecocks as well. 
So make sure you check it out and go see Michael when he's in town this weekend. He's a great Gamecock, and he's done some wonderful things in his career, and we're really, really happy for him. So uh, follow along with that. As JC pointed out, Derek Scott is going to be with us tomorrow, and we're looking forward to that as well. It is a beautiful day in the great state of South Carolina, so hopefully you can get outside and enjoy it. Uh, for JC and Dr. Phil, classic Phil, classic Phil. I am JB. We're painting garden and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com for anything you need painted at your home, business, or anywhere else. See you tomorrow on Inside the Gamecocks, the show.